Motown Rundown. Welcome back. Welcome in. Today is Thursday, December 16th. Wait a second. Wait a second. Don't you say welcome and welcome back usually? Did I go the other way? You went the other way. Spins well, off. The, the thing with that is it's not, I never really intended that to be a, a, like, a, like a catchphrase of mine. I just, I like to say that because I want to welcome in um, the new people to the show and welcome back our loyal listeners. So that's why I said, I said that one podcast and I've been saying it ever since I can't stop. It's like a nervous tick. No, that's okay. It's a good thing. It, it, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just caught me off guard. because We need a new sure Collins. You are you Collins? Are you working on that intro? We got an intro coming or something. What? Remember that <laughs> intro you said you were coming that, that novel you've been working on the intro. Remember you were like, we're going to get a, I'm making an intro. Yeah, I don't know. I just okay, uh, all right. We'll keep you. We'll keep you guys posted on that. Low energy. Uh, low energy. But Collins, uh, is, it, Collins, can you explain why you're down bad? Just like live. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. What's your deal? I know it's late. It's we're recording this at like eleven o'clock at night. But, which, which uh, hey hey, which hand up? I haven't football. made the playoffs in fan, and no one cares about your fantasy football team. I understand it. Yeah, I haven't made yeah. fan. I haven't made the playoffs in fantasy football in maybe like seven years, <laughs> and. I literally a playoff game at two of my like Keenan Allen's been great all year, and Mahomes you just expect him to at least at least get you twenty. They have like ten points combined for them right now in a full PPR. And, and I and the funny thing is that I oh that ball's that's a fumble. I am playing a both Patrick Mahomes and Keenan Allen, so this has been a delightful night for me here on a Thursday. Um, I do need Clyde Edwards-Helaire to kick it into gear. That was just a bad pick. Hand up, bad pick. We're in the playoffs again, so whatever. We move on. So, Collins, we're, we're praying for you. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, um, no Tigers today. All is quiet at Comerica Park. We'll bring you some Red Wings. They just actually played tonight against Carolina as we are recording this. We will bring you some Pistons. Um, we will recap the Lions game as well. Um, but before we get going, what's what else is going on? I know, Trent, you want to talk about – Everyone hats off, respect, RE2. What, how, you know the you know the gif of Jeter's son? I, yeah. It's one of my favorite gifs with the hat. It's hey, listen, Collins here on this podcast is an all-time RE2-packed guy. Yeah, RE2-packed. Yeah, that's right. That's what you That's what you say. So um, in, the, in the land of Michigan State football, as we are obviously a Michigan State-friendly podcast, um, Ken Walker, tip your cap. What a year, man. Thanks for coming. That's it. It just, Hey, thanks for stopping by. That's what, you know, that's going to be one of those things when, you know, we're old and we have kids and grandkids and we're going to be talking about, you know, you're bringing your kids to Michigan state football games and you're going to be walking down the, you know, down Shaw lane. And you're going to be like, Hey, you know, I'll tell you that 2021 team was something, something special. Well, like Ken Walker. Taking it a step further, Rabs, like I agree, but that Michigan game, the game you yeah. won, what was it, 37-33? That that's the yes. that's the that's the Kenneth Walker game. Because yes. unless he has a fantastic pro career, that will go down as the greatest game of his career. High school, college at Wake Forest, Michigan State, and pro wherever he goes. By the way, had a nightmare. He went to the Packers, won't elaborate, had a nightmare. Really? Five touchdowns against Michigan and basically 200 yards and not making the Heisman. We already sort of discussed that, but whatever. But that was just the greatest game of his career. So shout out. You're right, Rabs. Nothing but respect. K9, we love you. Thank you for the legendary year. Also, the fact now that Kenny Pickett is not playing in the Peach Bowl. Yeah. 
That game is going to be a bunch of hacks. Just I, no, I disagree, dude. Because like Michigan State has a like it's fun to watch. I love like Michigan State's offense, even without Ken Walker. Like they still like they can play. I I just feel bad for like whoever the backup quarterback is on Pittsburgh, who probably hasn't even dressed for a game this year with having Kenny Pickett being a Heisman yeah. finalist playing in front of you. Like this guy's going to come. Like I I I find it hard to believe that Pittsburgh's going to be able to compete in this game. But e- either way, I mean. That's just weird how I was talking to my dad tonight. I'm like, my, my, uh, you know, get off my lawn speech about how, you know, once Christian McCaffrey was like the first guy to forego his, his, uh, I'm going to be telling that story to my kids, how Christian McCaffrey was like, yeah, I'm not playing in a bowl game. And everyone else was like, yeah, why are we playing in these bowl games? I'm just going to get ready for the draft. So <laughs> times have, times have changed, you know, analytics, the shift, foregoing yeah. the draft. Hey, Rabs, Rabs, the shift, the shift, the shift. Yeah. I need to get a shirt says the shift the shift the shift but that's just what I, are. to be honest if i'm pickett i would have played i think it's like an opportunity thing because i think pickett would have owned state like is secondary yeah, at least. pick them apart yeah slice i think dice. he had a would have had a really nice day uh but walker he's like banged up so like yes, I get, he's been hurt yeah so like you might as well just get healthy and like reload i mean pickett seems like he's healthy but at the same time who cares I'm still juiced for this game. We lost Collins, but he is juiced for the game. He will probably He'll be there. back. Yeah, per source, <laughs> per source. Oh, you're back, Collins. I can see your eyes I, moving. I am excited for the Peach Bowl to see Peyton Thorne and company. Good. Hey, you know what, Rhett? Collins, that is a great take. Great take. I am too. I am juiced up. I want to watch these receivers. It'll be interesting to see if Jaden Reed comes back too. Oh, but- I'm sure he will. Come on. I don't know about that, Ravs. I think it's 50 Really? Yeah. I mean. 50-50, I think. I, I do think that having Peyton Thorne at quarterback and, like, having this t- having the year they just had, Jaden Reed might decide to come back. And I, and I really hope he does. But for yeah, his sake, I can see either way. But, hey, nonetheless, go green. Great season. Kenneth oh, Walker, thank you. Thank oh, you for the season, Kenneth Walker. That's thank all you, K-9. Uh, my other points of interest here before we get rolling. Do you guys see this Jackson Mahomes stuff going on? I don't kinda. care. Not really, but kind of. How, I, how I, is this your second thing you bring up? Well, I just – I was scrolling <laughs> through Twitter, and I just saw some of the – You're acting like he was, down. like, the president, like, almost got assassinated. So you hear I, about this. I don't know how that comparison came about on your end. But, no, I just – I mean, I don't know. It was just something that I saw that I wanted to bring up. I hate Jackson Mahomes. I'm very public about this. I hate him. Hate I him. I know you do. Um, okay, so that happened. Uh, we don't have to get into that, I guess. No one wants to talk about that. Well, dude, um, I don't know. I don't even know what happened. Can you give me like a thirty seconds? He to basically well, tried to. He tried to like show up this restaurant and like get him canceled online, and he was just being a dick, basically. Yeah, oh, something and about the restaurant. Wait, 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 wait! I interrupt your regular scheduled program for a fantastic pick by the Chargers defense. Watch. Oh my god. Yeah, it's tough when these games are going on. Like all My three goodness. of us are watching yeah. this and yeah. trying to record just through adversity. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Time for your boy Keenan, little faded fade in the back of the. By the way, can I say something real quick? Go the fact it. that the so the NFL has all these taunting rules, right? Like you can't stand up and like scream too close to a guy's face after you like pick off a ball. How is it possible that the defense? All, all 11 members of the defense, plus like six guys off the bench, when there's an interception, 
can run to the opposite goal line, lay down in front of the camera for 30 seconds, and it takes two minutes to get these guys off the field. Well, because apparently uh, – uh, What is the delineation? It's because it's a dead ball. Apparently, you're able to do that. Dead like, ball? It, well, it is oh, it's, at oh, that point. If, if, that's the, if that's the reason why we're – I mean, whatever. What do I know? No, I, Rams, I hear you. I'm just saying that's the that's the idea they're going for is it's a change in possession so you're able to celebrate. Because, like, defensive players don't get to celebrate for touchdowns because they don't ever get them unless there's a pick six or something. No, I so hear like, you. like, when they get a turnover, they're able to go celebrate. I agree it's stupid, but that's the precedent. Um, here's my last thing before we move into the sports. So we're getting close to Christmas time. I have to admit, guys, and I'm, I'm very disappointed because you guys know it's my favorite holiday by far. I have been so busy with work and just other things going on. Like I, we got our Christmas tree like Monday, which is late for us. I put up my little one in my room that I just decorated today. I am just behind. I have done no Christmas shopping. I really haven't been listening to Christmas music. I do get peppermint mochas from Starbucks. Like, it's religiously. also 50 it's degrees. Stop. Yeah. And that doesn't help too, that it's hot. But um, I, I am now getting into the yearly debate with my mother of her yelling at my brother and I, about how you guys don't provide me with a Christmas list. So I don't know what to buy you guys. And then we get threatened with getting nothing for Christmas. And then I, the, what I'm getting at here is what are you guys asking for, for Christmas? Like, what am I supposed I, first of all, I don't really need much. Like I'm a pretty simple guy. I don't, I don't really want to ask for things. I, I feel like I'm at the stage in my life where I shouldn't be asking my mom for Christmas gifts. And it's also like, I'm not going to give you like a shopping list of things. Like if I'm like, Oh, what do you yeah. want from the store? Oh, can you pick up like eggs? And it'd be great. Like, we don't have any bread like that. Like, I don't want to do that with Christmas gifts. Like, Oh, I know exactly what I'm getting because I asked for three things like specifically. So the only thing I asked for, I would like some AirPod pros. Cause I heard those are solid because you can like the music, the noise canceling is great. And I'm a big music guy. And I think yeah, just Rams wants cool to have at the gym. Rams wants to listen to Kip Moore with like flawless. No, I want to listen to the Motown rundown it on uh, in my <laughs> in my AirPods. So that's yeah. that. But I don't even. I, I I'm just like, hey, I, I could use clothes. Like the problem is though. Here's the other problem. I'm just rambling now. But my uh, my 2022 goal is to get absolutely shredded. So if I start losing a bunch of weight here and I get a bunch of clothes, it's not going to fit next year. So. That's the problem. This year, 2022, my goal is just to get down to a weight I'm comfortable at and just stay at that weight for the rest of my life. Like that, I will just find find my uh, happy area and that's it. Like if I get down, if I'm down to like, let's say I go crazy, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to live at like 185 for the rest of my life. Like then I need to commit so I can stop having to buy new clothes every year. But what are you guys get asking for for Christmas? No, I, I believe in you. I believe in you. I'm going to be lame here. I want two things. There are two major things that I want. Number one is I want a Fender Bass Rumble 40 amp. Oh, nice. That. Number two thought. is I want Pokemon Brilliant Diamond for my Nintendo Switch. That is all wow, I want. Wow, you have a Nintendo Switch, huh? I do. I do. And if I get those two things for Jeez. Christmas, along with maybe a six-pack, I will be incredibly content. How's that? Also, I don't have to ask for a Lions win anymore because they got it two weeks ago. Usually about this time, I'm like, dude, I just want to beat. I just want to beat the Panthers to stay in contention or some bullshit like that. Yeah, but I don't have to do that this year because you're already eliminated from the playoffs. You already got your win. And now you kind of want that first pick. But Collins, what do you want for Christmas? Um, I just want. I don't know. I don't, like Rav. Pretty simple. Golf shoes. That's basically it. Nice. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You don't need like a new golf club or anything. 
No, nah, I'm all set. I have to. I I I just. I I, I want to. One of the biggest parts of golfing when you're not like I'm pretty solid at golf. I'm not going to ask like I'm awesome. Yeah, but at Collins, golf. Collins, don't tell me there's a club you don't hate right now. No, 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 no. I do, but at the same time, like I can deal with that. Not looking good on the course is something I won't deal with. So, <laughs> gotta be fresh when you go out there. Yeah, no doubt. Guys, no I just, you guys know that I just started golfing last summer. I used my dad's clubs from like 1998 and I use his shoes from about the same era. So I, I look like an absolute hack out there on like the back nine wearing my dad's creased up old muddy spikes, oh. whatever you want, whatever you call them from 1998. It's bad. So I guess maybe I guess all I'm saying is maybe I should take a page out of your guys' book and put golf shoes on my uh, on my list. Maybe I we'll should. I got a nice idea. pair of foot joys. I like them. I like them a lot. I just um, had mine right. for a while. I need a new pair, new fresh pair. Yep, rooting for you. Hope hope to hear good things come the come the uh, post Christmas episode. Um, okay, let's do uh, let's do sports. Should we do sports? Yeah, we yeah. should. Let's do it. Why not? Okay, we can do sports. So, hey, here's some here's some exciting insider news. So this Saturday, December 18th, is the first time in the history of Little Caesars Arena where we will have a doubleheader of the Pistons and Red Wings both playing on the same day. I will be there. I am working the Pistons game in the morning. I have to stay after and I have to clean, clean the arena. We, you know, get everything sorted out, flip the arena from Pistons to Wings. And then I will be sticking around for the Wings game at night. My cousin's coming in town. Shout out Cousin Sid. Um, and then I mean, this what a weekend. So we got the WJLB big show, big holiday show on Friday. That's like your the baby, little baby. I don't know. Megan the Stallion was supposed to be there. She pulled out. People are going to be screaming and crying about that. So we'll have to deal with that. That's on Friday. Doubleheader Saturday. Back to the Pistons after we do the Wings game Saturday night. Back to the Pistons on Sunday. Back to the Wings on Monday. And then we have Oakland U and MSU basketball at LCA on Tuesday. So Crazy weekend coming up here. Um, but first and foremost, I know the uh, the Pistons were playing tonight, correct, Trent? Can someone yes, correct they me? Played, they played the Pacers. They lost by, I think it was 11. Okay, so Dwayne Casey was not on the bench tonight for personal reasons, whatever those were stated. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Who knows? So hopefully, hopefully Wait, correction, correction. Quick correction. Yes. They lost by nine. Rabs, you are correct. Dwayne Casey did not coach, and Sadiq Bay had 28 points and 10 rebounds. I All don't right. want. So, I do not want to say it's a coincidence. I also ooh, don't want so, to say oh. causation equals correlation. I don't want to be that. the egg there. Well, might be. <laughs> headband Sadiq. Yeah, headband Sadiq. Collins, great, great little tidbit from Collins. Headband. Well, yeah, I mean, so, I watched. I watched the fourth ahead. quarter today. Um, I saw the tweets. He looked really comfortable in the first. Half it seems like, but I will I, all season. Sadiq has it's just his jump shot. His jump shot comes. Everything about his game is uh, something I like. So, yeah, no, I, I don't I like, agree. I guess Collins. This moves into my biggest thing is I think Sadiq Bay is arguably the biggest measuring stick for Dwayne Casey right now. And I know that might sound a little crazy, but it's like you should be getting more out of him. You should. I mean, he was he was your second best player last year, arguably your best player because Jeremy Grant only played like two thirds of the games. He averaged twelve points a game last year. He's averaging a little less than that this year, and I just think in your sophomore year you should be averaging a little more. You should get a little more out of a guy like Sadiq Bay, who was All Rookie First Team last year and has the skill set that he does. 
where he can play anywhere from the shooting guard to the power forward position. He's got the versatility. He can guard anybody. He can shoot the lights out. I just think he should be getting way more. And I said way at the beginning of the year, Collins, and I know you agree with me on this, or maybe you don't agree, but you remember when I said this, is if the Pistons don't have double-digit wins by Christmas, Wayne Casey should be out. And the fact of the matter is... They're not even close. They're not even close. And I just don't know how I can sit here and have any dignity and not call for Dwayne Casey's job. And look, I like him. I like him a lot. It's more just like, I, you should be getting more out of the young players. I think that's what I, that's what I ultimately result to. And it's like, Isaiah Stewart's been fine. I wasn't expecting him to take a big step. If Isaiah Stewart's exactly the same as he is today in five years, I'll be fine with it. Cause you know what? He's not built for the league today. Like he just, he plays D he hustles, he rebounds and you need a guy like that. And I think that having a guy like that in a core with a guy like Sadiq Bay, Killian Hayes, Cade Cunningham does you well, but you look at the other guys I just mentioned, it's like Cade's playing great, but Cade would play great no matter who his coach is. Let's not kid ourselves. Sadiq Bay has not taken a step. Killian Hayes has not taken a step. And with Killian Hayes, it's like, Okay, he's technically still a rookie because he's played less than 50 games in the NBA. I get it. I just don't – dude, 4-22 and 22 in December is not good enough. It's just not. And, Collins, I want your opinion on this. 4-23 and 23 now, excuse me, as they lost to the Pacers tonight as we record. That's just horrible. And, Collins, I want your thoughts on this because I just think you should be getting a lot more out of this team. If this team had eight wins right now, I wouldn't be as scorched earth as I am. But I'm pissed off. Because four wins is embarrassing. When you had the number one pick and you have Cade Cunningham, you had the team you had last year with two all-rookie guys, you have a 22-point-a-game guy like Jeremy Grant. I, I just think it's horrible. Well, I that I think you make a lot of points. I, in general, I think as an organization, they failed. The roster construction of this team was not, especially when Olenek went out, like it just – completely deteriorated and it's they have just been a they have no bids i've never seen anything like they have you can talk all you want about the shooting and stuff like that sadiq hasn't been able to like do that killian has been able to do that they have not gotten consistent production from a big all year and i said this last episode i just think it just proves that you, you can like stewart but he's limited yeah, you need another guy in a role. And that's why I brought up Sabonis and stuff like that. Maybe a guy, a multi-lever passer and store. Um, I think it's fair, Trent. If you want him gone, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't drive Dwayne Casey's gone. I'm not like. Gonna, I just like, think you should be getting more out of these guys. Let me make that clear. It's not. I, that, that's, gone, I but- I get what you're saying that you think you should be getting more out of these guys, but I think in general we haven't even mentioned that. I mean, there's rumors already about Jeremy Grant. He's going to get dealt before the deadline. He's out also for like six weeks with an elbow. Um, I They are so bad right now. And they're going to have the, I, I mean, they're going to have the worst record in the league again. So, I mean, you're going to have an opportunity at Paolo or Chet, whoever you want in the top three or four. I don't know what they do, I, do this offseason. Because regardless if it's Dwayne Casey or someone else, they're not close to being, like, competitive. Yeah. Like, and, and 
that's fine. That's fine. I think this year, I, I, I think that we thought they were going to be a little bit more competitive than most people. And we thought, hey, they might compete a little bit earlier. But it's clear that they need a lot of veteran presence, and they don't really have that. Kenny Madruder and Jeremy Grant. And then Kelly Olenek is well, and, and really Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph, who plays a fuck ton of minutes for no reason. Well, Saban Lee's kind of taking this recently, which is good. Um, but I hate to say it, but I feel like you miss Mason Plumley's Mason or Miles, whoever it is. Mason. They're all the same yeah. person. You miss their minutes, dude, kinda. Which is something I hate well, to say. The, no, no, I don't disagree, Collins. You're exactly right. The thing is, is last year's Pistons team, by the way, went 20 and 52. You are now on track to finish worse than that. And that team that went 20 and 52 was 15th in the NBA and got the first overall pick. So, like, I like Dwayne Casey. I like the the mantra he has. I like the commitment he has to the young players. But it's not, it's not giving you any results. So back to my point, Collins, about what you were saying with this team with the center minutes is like last year's team that won 20 games and got the first overall pick had Mason Plumlee and Tyler Cook at center. And Tyler Cook played hard and was a guy out of Iowa who like had a had a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. Pistons let him walk. They were like, yeah, no, we're good. We're going to bring in Luca Garza, Trey Lyles. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on those guys. I'm just saying – I look at the coach again, and guys, I like Dwayne Casey, but I just don't. Oh, some of these decisions are just getting old and stale to me, and that's all. Well, I, just, I think Trent, at this point, be... in your se- in the second year of your rebuild, you should have a better record than you did in your first year it's... through a game when you had seventy games last year. It makes no sense to me. I Trent, I think the argument is it's not even the record; it's that, like you said, that. Stewart hasn't been as effective. I mean, Stewart and Bay are as good as they were last year. They were in more limited roles last season. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're playing more vocal, like point roles. So they're not like go through their issues, but still to not see progression out of those guys, Killian to be the project he is. It is what it is. Other than Cade, what have you seen on the development side? And that's why you brought Dwayne Casey in. I think it's fair to say that. I do. Well, think I, I, I agree. I agree. But I also would argue that, you know, having a head coach that can develop these guys is a big deal. And I would also say that, you know, other, you say other than Cade, I know what your point is, but I'm, I'm just saying like Cade Cunningham is 16 points a game, six. No, I, I, Trump, I'm on the same page as you. Yeah. I think that's your argument. Yeah, I, exactly, I either way exactly. right now, like you took, roster, you, you, you took last year's team, you added Cade Cunningham, who's 16, 6, and 5, and you can't win more than five games by Christmas. It's horrible. No, it is. And their bench is so bad. Oh, it's and terrible. It's, not, and it's, it's terrible. It, and it's not hard to find bench pieces in the NBA, and they have not found one single bench piece. All, I think this the reason they've been so bad is because Josh Jackson, and Hamadou Diallo and these other guys have been awful this year. And we thought they were going to be productive NBA players. And it turns out we kind of got teased because of COVID. They looked a little bit better than we thought they were. Well, I guess, Collins, my, my rebuttal to that, if anything, and maybe you could get on board with this, would be that if those two guys, if those two guys were dragging hardcore and Sadiq and Isaiah Stewart and, and you know, the, Killian Hayes were putting up big numbers, then I could agree with you. But I guess the fact that all these young guys – 
And all these role players who played great last year are still lagging. None of them have made steps. None of them have taken a step up. None of them have increased their production whatsoever or even shown that they even care a little more. I just think that ultimately that's on your coach, ultimately. And and again, guys, if Dwayne Casey's here next year, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't want him fired. I simply just want to see a better product. Well, Does that make sense? I feel like I don't make sense. Say you want to fire. Say you want to fire. No, I don't, Collins, because you know what? I look you at the landscape. Not, you start, I thought you started fired. this saying you think he should be fired. Listen, I think he should be. I don't necessarily want him fired. Be- Listen, there's a difference. I, I look at the there's landscape. <laughs> no, I look at the coaching landscape right now in the NBA. I don't see anyone that I want more than Dwayne Casey because Dwayne Casey has vocally committed to this to these young guys, to this rebuild. So I understand. Yeah, yeah but but All what's, I'm what's saying, defined committed? Like, what what do you mean committed? Because there's no one else on the roster to play. Like, yeah, he, speaks, he has to play these listen, guys. Rabs, that's that's a great point. He's, I have a question, too, when you when we're done with this, by the way. Just, about the no, just, just real quick. He speaks yeah, very ahead. highly. He speaks very highly of the young players. He always talks about how he loves Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey in particular. Those are his two guys. And he always talks about Killian here and there. Obviously, the whole city loves Beef Stew, and Beef Stew is going to be what he is no matter what the roster looks like because he's just that kind of player. My thing is, you should be getting a little more out of these guys. So mm-hmm. if you don't, with it, and this is way back when the Pistons had three wins, which I say way back as they now have four wins. This was probably three weeks ago when I said to Collins, if they don't get to at least close to double-digit wins by Christmas – all these games suck. They're they are a four-win team in December before Christmas. Like, this is bad, guys. And you have it's, your number one pick. And you know what's going to break my heart? When Evan Mobley wins Rookie of the Year over Cade Cunningham in a few months because the Pistons didn't win enough games. Because that's how stupid these awards are to begin with. Well, Evan Mobley should win the Rookie of the Year. Well, yeah. I, I, no, I oh, agree fuck. You. There, there you go, Collins. You happy? Let's go! Purple shark for life. Sorry. Fuck. Oh, Keenan Allen. Wait, wait what happened? Down. Who's your Who's your purple shark? Williams. Keenan Allen. I'm playing oh, Keenan against Keenan okay, okay. Allen. God damn it. Sorry. Well, there we go. No, Lord's Colin, name in vain there. Collins, I'm rooting for you simply because I want the uh, Chargers to win this game. By Thanks, the way, no one man. no one will give a shit about this tomorrow. So, Rabs, ask your Pistons question. Now we can. Okay, move. so I so I was uh, I was coincidentally working the Pistons game on Dave Bing night. They were handing out hats at the door. Oh my God, Dave! Bing. All right, all right, all right, all right. Time out, time out. Listen. Oh my <laughs> gosh! No, 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 Rabs, Rabs. This is a great point by you because I completely forgot about this. What well, okay, so. So I didn't I didn't hear this, and I apparently uh, Dave Bing when he was at the arena was on the broadcast with with Blaha, and you know they were just shooting the shit, whatever. And I'm gonna read you I'm gonna read you what Dave Bing said about Cade Cunningham. He goes, and I quote: "We were worried about him early on in terms of his shooting, but he's playing very very well." Bing said, "I'm so I'm, I'm reading like a quote like someone else is quoting him, so I'm gonna time out. Anyway, I'm gonna." Retract from the record. I'm starting over. So that's retracted. And now I'm starting a new quote. So quote, quote, Dave Bing. We were worried about him early on in terms of his shooting, but he's playing very, very well. So I think he's going to be an all-star caliber player. I don't think he's a guy you can build a team around. We still got to get that guy. We don't have it yet, in my opinion. I also think our weakness is in the backcourt. We got to get a good point guard, end quote. So 
a little bit of shade being thrown at Cade and a little bit, little bit, a uh, little bit of Killian. shade at Killian Hayes. Yes. What do you, what do you, what do you make? I mean, I don't. Uh, Dave Bing se- seems to have his mind all still together, so he's not like some crazy like. I, I so I don't know. It's a little concerning. Here's what I think of that whole situation, Dave Bing. First of all, <laughs> I re- listen. Respect. You got your jersey in the Raptors. I yeah. Rams. Oh, yeah. Rabs, for you to bring up the comment about how he has his mind together, I'm I'm with you. But he, do you know how old he is? I don't even have it pulled up. What's, no, but he's he's it's he seems like he's like fine. Like I don't and think look, he's look, crazy. Dave Bing, Dave Bing is you know. Do you think the game has passed him by? Detroit legend. No, no, no. Detroit legend. Former mayor of Detroit. Former mayor, exactly. People forget Detroit that. Legend. Here's what I will say, Dave Bing. You didn't win shit in, in Detroit when you had <laughs> oh my God. Trent, it, doesn't, Trent, it has nothing to do with Dave Biggs' credentials. I asked a question about his comments about how valid they are about Cade Cunningham. I don't I, need to drag can, can Dave. I, I, no, 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 no. Because listen, credentials matter. Because I got to listen to guys like Kevin Durant go into press rooms and talk to journalists and be like, y'all don't know shit about basketball. So all I'm going to say is – for Dave Bing, he does have good credentials. Wait, what are we doing? Here? Not I, okay. Listen, Dave Bing is a top seventy-five player all time. That's why he was on. That's why he was brought on because he was honored that night. I gen, I genuinely think he might have confused Dave Bing. Or excuse me, Dave Bing might have genuinely confused Cade Cunningham and Killian Hayes because I don't know how you can watch Kill, Cade Cunningham and not like see it. And not at least give a little praise. Doesn't to the think suit. he has Moxie. What's he working with? Nothing. Kate Cunningham is putting on a show every night. He's getting better every single game, and I just don't see how. As if a... you go ahead, Collins. If you didn't think that was funny, I then you just don't. <laughs> I don't think you'd get what humor is. There's <laughs> that when I watched that clip. I actually was watching the Pistons game live. And I literally laughed out loud. Dude, it was hilarious. I, it, was, it was shocking for him to be like, you know what? I don't like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it was all all Dave, all Dave Bing had to really do in that moment. I, I didn't he see it. He went out of his way to be fat. Yeah, all, all he had to do in that moment is be like, yeah, I've been really impressed with what we've seen so far. Like, I'm excited to have exactly. him here for the future. Like, like, no one – I don't think anyone asked him, like, hey, do you think he's going to be a piece for the future? Like, like, what do you think are the like, – I don't think so anyone he, got dude, that he, deep he with the question. Up- he came out swinging, and I guess my point is, and I'm not trying to shit on Dave Bing. Listen, props to Dave Bing. He's a top 10 player ever in Pinson's history. I'm just saying, Dave Bing, you didn't win a championship here. Did the team win around you? No. Isaiah came along <laughs> five years later and made you look irrelevant. Isaiah Thomas wow. is who I want to hear from. I want to hear from Isaiah Thomas, who's on the record saying Kate Cunningham's the man. So I just that's all that's all I'm saying. I blame I, the PR. I, I, I blame the PR department for not for not telling Dave being like, hey, they're gonna ask you about Cade. Like yeah, he's the most exciting thing we have with the team right now. Just pump his tires a bit. Like you don't need to get it, like keep your opinion out of it. So right, like just screen them beforehand, be like, dude, they're gonna <laughs> ask you about Cade. Can you please yep. as a as a point guard legend of this franchise, can you please just say that he's all right instead of being like yeah, I don't think I build your team around them. I, I, <laughs> I heard that and I was, my ears were red and I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't put it past him to think that he was talking about Killian Hayes. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say. That's just told him old for no reason, Trent. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. 
Come on. Okay. Lean. Maybe. Just like Dave Ben didn't have to go out there and be like, no, I can't Cunningham, not a leader. <laughs> he Trent dragged the whole backcourt. Like, Actually, I think he doesn't know who he's talking about. Yeah, I, dude, it would like I, all I'm saying, and I guess all timer right there. It, that was dude, an all timer. If you're not watching Cade Cunningham, who is averaging 16, 6, and 5 this season, and you say he's not a guy you build around, I don't know what you're watching. That's the end of the story. We can move on, Rabs. You want to do wings? Yeah, we can do wings. Uh, we'll move on from that. So, uh, as, as we said, we're recording here on Thursday. Uh, the Wings just finished their game against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Carolina Hurricanes, uh, mind you, who have been riddled with COVID and I believe had 16 skaters on the ice tonight. They had several uh, first games, emergency call-ups. Um, I can't think of his first name, but Drury, uh, Chris Drury's nephew, uh, his first career goal and the second goal tonight. So props to them playing against Rod the Bod, Michigan State legend. Um, lose 5-3 to the Hurricanes. I'll tell you what, like, so the Canes are probably, if, depending on who you ask, are, are probably top, I'd say top three teams in the league right now. They're 27-1, and one, like 27-1. and one. Um, I would say if they're if you don't want to give them best team in the league, they are without a doubt in the top three. They play with so much pay. First of all, their defensive core, and I'm trying to think of who was out tonight on D, but their defensive core, even with losing Dougie Hamilton um, to New Jersey on free agency this last year. I mean, they signed Tony D'Angelo to a one-year contract. who's probably one of the most controversial players in the NHL right now, but he's been on an absolute tear um, he's a good as far hockey as concerned. And he's on my fantasy team. He tucked one tonight, which was great. Um, but, I mean, really good team. Like, you can just see when you play. Like, that's one of the things, you know, when 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 people who, like, don't really watch a lot of hockey, you know, like they turn a game on, like, oh, what's the – like, how can you – you know, what's the difference between these, these couple teams here? Carolina, like, you watch how other teams get to the puck versus how Carolina does. You have no room to breathe when you're playing Carolina. Like, defensively, they are so sound. They play so good positionally. They take away your time and space. They are relentless on their forecheck. It's like scary to watch them play. And, and early on in the game, I mean, Carolina scored almost immediately, and it looked like it was going to be a short night for Nadalkovich. Um, luckily, the Wings kind of you know held their own there and ended up getting out of the first period, only down a goal three two. Um, but nonetheless, um, they lose tonight's game five to three. Um, they are still in fourth place in the Atlantic Division. The problem is now, and I, I think I said this last week, so your top three teams, Lightning, Maple Leafs, Panthers, I gotta t- I, that's not going to change for the entire year. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't see any other team in this division making a push to be in that top three. I, unless there's some monumental, catastrophic COVID cases and injuries and whatnot, Lightning, Leafs, and Panthers will finish one, two, three in whatever order you want. Because right now you're looking at the Wings in fourth with 31 points. Right behind them are the Bruins with 30. The Bruins have played four less games than you. So, you know, in reality, if you were to if you were to match those things up, you know, I would probably give the Bruins an edge of being a bit more of a complete team. Um, over the wings at this point. That's not to say that the Red Wings won't have a chance to find their way into the playoff because they are definitely still in the mix as of now. Do I think they'll be there in the end? No, I do not, to be honest with you. Um, But either way, they're in the mix as of now. The concerning thing to me with the Red Wings, um, and just looking at stats, 83 goals for 102 goals against for a minus 19 goal differential. To to be in fourth place in, in your division, and to have a minus 19 goal differential. Now, granted, there have been a couple games, 
in the last week or so where you're losing, you know, seven, two or seven, three to Colorado, you're letting up five goals, five goals, whatever. And the goaltending has been good. Like Nadelkovich has been very good. He's, you know, you look at games like him against the Islanders. He came up big for you. So, so it's, I I don't want to say it's a matter of like inconsistencies from the goaltending play as much as it just is. I think, you know, defensively you're starting to see like with Mark Stahl back in the lineup now and you have Jordan Osterley getting minutes and Gustav Lindstrom was hurt for a while and Danny DeKaiser still getting minutes. Like they're just not as sound defensively as you would like. And, and, you know, it gets exposed at times for sure when you're playing teams that are, towards the top of the pack. But with that being said, I mean, you know, you have seen those flashes where the wings are putting in, are putting pucks in the net and, you know, they're, they're able to win those, I'd say more higher scoring games, but it, it just feels like the majority of the games, the wings are winning this year are games where it's, you know, it's, it's tight. It's your two, one games, you know, three, two, four, two type of games where they're playing really sound defensively. And that's what allows your team to, uh, you, know, you know, to to win games if you're not scoring five, six goals a clip. And that the Wings aren't a team that seem like they're going to be able to do that this year. And they haven't been in the past. Um, you know, to, to their credit, they've they've gotten scoring a little bit deeper into the lineup and like, like lines two, three, even four at times have contributed to the scoring. But the Wings are not a team that are going to put five. I don't even know if the Wings have scored five goals in a game this year, to be honest with you. So they're just not one of those teams. So they're going to have to beat you from from the net out. And if, when they don't play, you know, when they play better teams and they, you know, they get outmatched, they, they can they can get exposed at times. But as I said before, you know, Nadelkovich, like this is his net now. And I think he's been fine. Really, this, I mean, the, the story for this team is for a team that's 14, 13, and three, and at home they are 10, three, and two. It just goes to show how bad they have been on the road. And I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, you can go back through the games and see, okay, well, what games are you missing, Bertuzzi? Um, Fabry was out tonight. I'm trying to think of who else was who else was out, but um, you know, you can look back and look at injuries. Um, but for the most part, it's just this team, when they are not at Little Caesars Arena, are bad. Like not only are they losing, they are losing bad. And I don't know what it is, like if they're, you know, if they're not eating right, if they're not getting sleep on the road, there's a million things that can come into that, but they have been bad. Yes, Collins. How about the fact where LCA has actually turned into a home ice advantage? Like it's like actually jumping in there now. At least yeah. Wednesdays. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's yeah, been great like, environments. 10, 10, three and two. Like, I mean, that is a, a fan. If you, if you can be half as good on the road as you are at home, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're looking like you're in, you're in good shape to have an incredible year, but LCA has been, has been electric. I mean, there's fans in the building for every game and plenty of them. And it has, it truly has been a, a home, home ice advantage for these guys. We've been talking about it for weeks now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it just, it's, you know, one of those things that I, I've, you know, said that I don't think that the wings are going to show you, you know, ben, like show you their, those embarrassing games that you've seen in years past. I'd say the Colorado game was a bit embarrassing. They see Colorado again on this coming Monday. Um, but that's a team when you talk about skill, I mean, they're the epitome of skill in this league right now. So, um, you know, you just kind of have to take the wings at face value and understand like, Hey, you know, you're still missing Jacob Frana. Mitchell Stevens has been out. Um, you're getting Gustav Lindstrom back. Uh, Troy Stetcher's still out. Not that he's been like a huge piece of this team this year. Um, but I mean, you know, the things that the things that you look at a team like the Pistons for to be excited about the young talent, like you're getting it with the wings, you know, and we can talk. No, about absolutely. Wings. Listen, when we talk about like every time I say the wings are the most exciting team in the city, Collins jokingly says besides the tires, which is a good point. 
But I'm just saying the, the wings are everything that I wish the Pistons were right now. So Rabs, no, I mean, one. but but that's the thing of you know we've we've talked about like okay, what's the validity of 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 Detroit being hockey town when the when, when the Red Wings are good? And I'm not even gonna say they're good right now. They're playing really good hockey. Well, they are good. Rabs, they're good. better. They're yeah, good they, right I mean, now. Sure. Yeah, I didn't mean to say that. I'm not gonna say that, but like they're not a great team. They they're good. They're fine. And they've been playing really good hockey. So, like, when, you know, you, you come to LCA for a wing, I mean, I'm trying to get tickets to this Colorado game on Monday, Upper Bowl. It's like $80. Like, it's like people want to go and, and see this team play. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Lucas Raymond and, and, and Mo Sider have been have been in, in, incredible and exceeding expectations this year. Um, you know, Joe Valeno getting more minutes is, is something that I'm really excited to see. He hasn't been been able to produce. Oh, Rasmussen was out tonight. That's the other guy. Was but he hasn't. Joe Valeno hasn't been able to produce. Yeah, meh, um, meh. <laughs> hasn't been able to produce. Um, you know, like he was in the first couple of games that he came up. But hopefully, he gets his gets his game back. They they're moving him between center and wing. I don't know where he'll end up in the when it's all said and done. Um, truly, I would love to see him take over that second line center position from Pew Suter who I don't think has been all that tremendous this year. Like I thought he was going to, what, what he could bring to the team. Um, you haven't really seen a ton of it, although he's been like decent. Um, but either way, I mean, it's, it's still good hockey to watch. And like, that's, you know, it, you watch a game like the Islanders game, right? So you, you go lose four or five on the road or whatever the losing streak, maybe it was three or four, you know, you go lose a couple games in a row. You come back home to your own building. You, you beat the Islanders in a tough game. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you follow it up with a tough loss against against Carolina. But, you know, again, to their to, to the wings credit, they were in the game for for the majority of things. And in, in reality, I mean, you know, it's the Carolina is a team that can easily hold you to like 20 shots a game. And you were at least able to put the puck on net. Um, you got some traffic in front. You just at the end of the day, you know, probably probably got caught off guard a bit with how hard that uh, Carolina was coming at you tonight. So. Um, yeah, I guess I'll stop my rambling with that. They, uh, the wings are back on Saturday, as I said, on the second half of that doubleheader at LCA. They play the New Jersey Devils at 8 o'clock. That should be a win for the Red Wings. I, I would, again, we can, I guess we can talk about gambling but, because everyone's 21 and then it's legal in Michigan. Uh, responsibly, I would go put your life on it because I don't think the Wings are losing that game back at home. Car- uh, Colorado on Monday could be a different story, but you know, coming back to your own building, uh, playing the Devils, who are really aren't that impressive of a team to me, despite the fact that they feel like the- I feel like they've been rebuilding for a decade, and they have you know the Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer and PK Subban is probably one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, solid in net. But I think the Wings pull that game out and, you know, get people buzzing on a Saturday night. So that's my wing stuff for you. Um, we'll move on from that. We'll go into the Lions. Um, as expected, coming off of the heels of their first win. And, you know, hey, to the Lions, I, I don't want to say credit because credit sounds like it's an endearing term, which there should be no endearment when talking about the Lions. But uh, I probably could name you probably five guys on the roster right now that are currently actively playing um, between the COVID and between injuries and TJ Hawkinson. It was announced today that he will not be playing for the rest of the season, um, but they lose at the Broncos last week, 38 to 10. Um, Jared Goff, 24 for 39 through the year, 215 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I don't know who, the, who is this Reynolds that I'm looking at? 
Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds. And you know what, Rabs? He was the number one pro football focused running back of week 14, 15, Who whatever this cares? is. Yeah, well, isn't that something? Where did he come from? Where's like no Jamar Jefferson? You know, what? You no know where Jamar he came Williams, from? I'll tell no, you. No, Listen, Ubiquay, no, this no. dude, th- no, no, Igwe Wike. Oh, Rabs, if you watch, he fumbled twice. He was horrible. He, he really, was, yeah, he was terrible. Right, good signing Listen. for Brad Holmes, looking good. Okay, but you play linebacker or some shit before you really. Running That's, back, That's yeah. running, so, running okay. back was. As far Go as ahead. Reynolds goes, that, that that dude apparently they call him Netflix. He worked his oh. way up from the uh, practice squad. He was called up call during week three. During week three of the preseason, apparently he was called up on game day and suited up and met his players or met his teammates on the field at Fort Field. I don't know. Cool story. I probably have some of the details off there, but yeah, that's all, that's it. Craig Reynolds <laughs> played well. That's one of the literally only positives from this game. Go ahead, Ravs. Well, I don't look, I don't have much. I didn't watch the game. I, I probably will not watch a game the rest of the season. I am throwing in the towel. Um, but you know, Trent, I, I don't know if you have takeaways, but I, I think the story here more so is, is look, you know, you got your win. And as I said, you know, and I was very critical of the celebration and whatnot, but like, Hey, that was, as the season went on, the goals became less and less grandiose in the sense of, Hey, let's just win one and get out of here. And now that you've won one and you're looking at a team that has no Deandre Swift, no TJ Hawkinson, no Taylor Decker. I don't know. Or rag now, whoever, everyone's out. Everyone's hurt. Well, look, I, injured. I, there's no one on the roster anymore. The season's over. They're not going to win the rest of the year. There's no reason to watch. I'm out. I'm done. Good season. They got one win. They're going to get the first overall pick. And it sounds like for whatever reason, and I know, so I know that Dan Campbell made comments on this for whatever reason with, with a handful of games left to play in the season, the lions are already publicly like talking about, who they're taking number one overall, which is embarrassing to me because the season's not over. Well, I haven't already, heard that. I haven't heard you that. You haven't heard that they want to – you didn't see the report that came out this week that they're going to take Thibodeau at number one. They preferred Thibodeau from uh, whatever his fucking name is, from yeah. Oregon over, over Hutchinson. No, I didn't. That's all I read about the Lions this week I, is they've already announced who they're taking first overall. That's where we're at with five games left to play in the season. The team is already checked out. They're done. couple Alan things. What do you uh, – I haven't seen Rebs, any. Of I don't it. know what you want from like on a week to week basis. You just change your mind. What What have I changed my mind about? I t- I'm not watching well, the we, game they, anymore. You were like, over. I don't want to give him the time of day. I don't want to do that. And then he's like, and then on the flip side, he's like, these guys should be busting their asses every. No, season. I'm just. I, it just. It was another embarrassing thing that like the season's not over and they're already talking about who they're taking. They've number been doing one that for 15 years. It's the Lions. So whatever, it's fine. I'm not I'm just saying I got nothing left. So it's fine. The season's over in my mind. You've thrown the towel. Whatever. Well, dude, I mean, listen, I, I have Collins. Go ahead. I actually, I will say, I'll give credit to Campbell in the first half. I like the play calling. I thought they did a nice job just in general. Because after it was 14 to nothing, I thought they were going to roll over. They didn't. It was actually a good showing for them. Um, I don't know. I just. I feel like after the first win, it was going to be, especially with all the COVID issues, that like it just wasn't going to happen. So you might as well get that out of the way in Denver. I will say this about the Hutchinson Thibodeau thing. I don't think we're going to get the first pick in the draft. I said I think the Lions got one more win out there. Dude, what? Who else has more wins? Well, listen, I I, I mean I mean everyone, but who had one win? 
No, 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 no. Jacksonville no, no. has York. two. And, and, and okay, Collins, that's what I was going for. Who, who oh, has listen, two listen. If you guys can allow me to do this, I want to do this real quick. Go ahead. The fact that the Lions have a tie could actually work to their detriment if you are someone who watches the draft order. Because, Collins, to your point, yes, Jacksonville somehow has two wins. Houston somehow has two wins. And the New York Jets, I think, have like two or three wins. Whatever. They have three. They have four. Yeah, they've they've won some games somehow. The the point is, if like these other teams don't win and the Lions win – the Lions have a tie to where, like, if the if the Jaguars finish two and fifteen and the Lions are two fourteen and one, then the Lions are picking second. So, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, if you're one of those people, which I never am, because I just think that you know the the draft is the draft. If you make the right pick, you win. I don't care how fucking high you pick in the draft; it doesn't matter if you don't make the right pick. Whatever, Collins, go ahead with your point. I just. I, I don't have, like, some long grandiose thing. It's kind of hard to talk about the line. He stole my word. He stole my word. And I said grandiose earlier. I didn't I, <laughs> I didn't recognize that. But, um, yeah, you did. I, no, I didn't. Um, I just – I I mean, Hutchinson and Thibodeau is going to be, like, the fun thing to do. I don't know. I just feel like – say what you want about this Lions team, and we've said it all year, they've played hard. I feel like they're going to get another one and screw themselves out of the first pick. In the draft. Well, I actually – spin zone, I actually think that getting the second pick is the best bet here because – What? I think – and the reason I say that is because – Rams I think hasn't watched a game since week three, so I don't really I, – I, This I, has nothing to do – Trent, you know what, Trent? I'm so sick of this shit of me being me being put on the chopping block. You are, I'm though. You put it. yourself on the chopping block. I get, I get taken to the fucking gallows every week because I can't stomach watching this team. Okay, Rams, that really, listen, listen. It's listen. not like they've won I, like seven games. I understand, I'm, I'm, but I, I got Collins coming in here on December – 16th late at night talking about the play calling in the first hand first half against right, the Broncos. Well, good for you. So I give, good for I give you. Collins a little credit for you to say you'd rather have the second pick and say I that's mean, the play. Go no, can it. I explain my thought process? Because yes. it's going to be because the Lions, if the Lions get the first overall pick, whichever DN they don't take is going to be the guy that has the Hall of Fame career. So if the Lions pick it two and you let the Jags go take whatever DM they want and then we let the other one fall into our lap, then you can't really get mad about it. So you're right? subscribing to SOL. You're subscribing to SOL. I guess. I mean, yeah. say, I guess what you just said was the guy they don't take is going to be a Hall of Famer. No, I'm saying it's it it puts you in a better spot where I don't I don't think there's that much difference between these two players. So if you pick it two and you're left with a they took Hutchinson. We'll take the guy from Oregon, or hey, they took Thibodeau. We'll take Hutchinson. We have to. Like it, you just you, that's it. I mean, yeah. you, it's a win-win scenario, in my well, opinion. Well, I, so. I would agree with you, Rabs. I think you're thinking from more of an aspect of like, how can I sleep at night? I would. I yeah. <laughs> if I, if I could if I could go to bed at night knowing the Lions had the number two pick and they got Aiden Hutchinson, I would sleep great compared to. Yes, they have the number one pick, and they pick Kayvon Thibodeau, and it's like, yeah. oh, is he going to come out? No, so that, that's, that's fair. I, I rescind my criticism. I apologize. Thank Look, you. before we get too far off track, I have two takeaways from this game against the Broncos, that is. Number one, Amon Ross St. Brown was the first Lions rookie to have back-to-back seven reception games. 
Okay, so that's something. Young player. No, Rabs, that's Golf something. played great in the first half again. Yes, and golf played well. And, and Colin, to your point, the offensive play calling was great in the first half of that Broncos game. It was also that second great. touchdown was great. Yes, yes. They scored was, 10 points. No, what are we talking about? No, the touchdown they scored then. Sorry. No, they scored more than that, didn't they? They yeah. lost 38 to 10. Okay, I don't remember. But I'm just saying, you guys, like the play calling was great. They scored one touchdown. No, but Rabs, at halftime. At no halftime. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done putting you on the fire because Trent just gets triggered. Oh, Rabs, you know what, Rabs? You Trent know what? The friendly banter anymore. Rabs, you have the right to laugh. I'm not going to act like you don't. I am. Yeah. And you know what? To their, hey, I'll, let me pat the Lions on the back because Urban Meyer was canned today and. That and, and people were the Pat McAfee show, they were talking about it. How you got two teams that both suck in the Lions and the Jags, and the Jags are a dumpster fire because their head coach is a mess. And at least the Lions still show up every week and play hard for their head coach. So, congratulations to MCDC. Yes, I uh, hats off. Yes, let me know are when you, my coach is packed. Let me know when my coach is dancing on 23 year olds at a bar and kicking kickers in the leg. I, I just Can you let blame them. Can you blame them? What? Uh, oh, no, I can't blame Urban Meyer. I, 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 I'm just what? kidding. No, I, you can't. I, you I, that was a joke. That was a joke. I can't can blame, blame him. him. Absolutely. Urban Meyer sucks. He doesn't have a job, and he doesn't have one anymore. Scumbag, yeah. My last takeaway from this game is that the Lions offensive line, as we near the last quarter of the season, is in the top half of the league per fo- pro football focus rankings and that is without Frank Ragnow that is without Taylor Decker for bits of the season so I have to give props to Big V Halapuli Vadi Vitae who went from one of the worst signings of the Patricia Quinn era to basically turning a season around he deserves another year next year and Penny Sewell has been amazing and to that point Rabs my last thing is like you said the, the thing about Micah Parsons last week we could have Micah Parsons I agree because Micah Parsons is probably going to win Depoy this year and he deserves it. But my thing, just for what the Lions are trying to do right now, and you got Swift, you got Williams. I understand they're injured and COVID, respectively, whatever. The the the, the right move was to pick Sewell. But Micah Parsons is a great player, whatever. Penny Sewell has absolutely lived up to his number seven overall pick. That's all I have to say with that. And look, that – I did not expect going into that Lions game Sunday. It was an absolute clown show. I didn't expect them to even compete. And to Colin's point, the fact that they even did is, you know, credit to Dan Campbell for even hanging in the game at halftime and making me, you know, sit there in my Lions Christmas sweater and actually think that they had a chance to win the game. That's all. I got nothing else. Lions have broken me. (laughs) And you know what? You know what, Ravs? My last thing is that. Yeah. This team is yeah. absolutely gutted. They, yeah, you know, as you said, Rabs, it is. It was announced today that TJ Hawkinson is season's done. You know, you've already lost Cephas. You've already lost Swift, pretty much. Williams has COVID. God knows if he'll come back. You've already lost Ragnow. You've already lost Okwara. You've already lost Okuda. Jerry Jacobs, by the way, and this deserves thirty seconds of 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 credit because this dude worked his way from nothing onto the forty man roster, whatever the hell it is, 53-man roster. Thank you, Rabs. 53-man roster, and an ACL injury pretty much ends the season. He might be ready for next season. We'll see. He was an absolute bright spot, 
and this is where like when Rabs would make fun of me for like bringing up like bright spots and these games, you know, these blowout losses against Cincinnati <laughs> and these losses to the Rams and the Eagles. I would always bring up guys like Jerry Jacobs and AJ Parker, but Jerry Jacobs, the season's over. Thank you for working hard. Thank you for working your ass off and embodying the Motor City. That's all I have to say. That was a bummer, by the way. No, it sucks because that guy actually, like, it's not even from, a uh, like, holding a player in high esteem from the get-go, like Jeff Okuda. It's like, okay, we hold Jeff Okuda to a high esteem. He gets hurt. It's like, oh, that sucks. It's not even like that. It's like Jerry Jacobs wasn't even – we didn't even know his well, name. Jerry Jacobs about, is good, and it yeah, sucks like, that he got hurt. That's what sucks about it. Yes, and we didn't know his name till week force. The fact that he made a name for himself and was actually playing well, it, it just sucks that he's hurt. That's all. Jerry Jacobs, get better soon, man. I hope to see you here next year when we win 11 games and Dan mm-hmm. Campbell leads us to a division title. That's like Yes. I- yep. Jerry Jacobs, create a player. Thank you very much for your service. Well wishes. All right, let's do uh, through the picks. Um, the Lions are hosting the Cardinals for the – feels like the 50th year in a row. Is that Brock in the background? Looks like Brock. Yes, Brock, over the top. And, and Mrs. Aaron, Bailey, and in Mrs. the flesh. Ignore in that. In the flesh. What's this spread? 12 and a half. I mean, 12 and a half points against the Cardinals who just got taken to church against the Rams. My Rams, my Matthew Stafford Rams. By the way, there was some stat that was going around on that broadcast about how like Stafford was 0-17 against teams that have like our five wins above 500 or something. And boom, boom shakalaka, boom goes the dynamite. You can put that in your juice box and suck it, Matthew Stafford haters. Um, either way. Cardinals come to Ford Field for what feels like the 15th year in a row. Um, the Cardinals Tradition are a, unlike any other. Yes, the Cardinals are a 12 and a half point favorite. Um, the over/under is at 47 and a half. I guess I'll start. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game. I think that coming off of the heels of a loss of the Rams, granted they they played fine in that game, um, but you lose to the Rams. I think they're going to be hungry coming into Detroit. I think it's going to be an absolute gong show in Ford Field. Um, I think people will be leaving in the third quarter type of gong show. Um, I'm going to take the over in this game because I, I foresee this final score being like Cardinals 45, Lions 7. Um, so I will take the over 47 and a half. And I will take the Cardinals minus 12 and a half. Thank you very much. I love the under and I actually like the Lions here. <laughs> I do. I don't I, – I, that was like a very demoralizing loss for the Cardinals on Monday. I think they have a little hangover. I think the Lions hang in there for a little bit, and the Cardinals win by 10 points. Collins, you have hangovers You have hangovers after wins. You don't have hangovers after No, but the way they play, they did not play good at all on Monday. At home, against a division opponent. I think they come out in the first half, and they're a little shaky. Lions give them a game a little bit. They pull away in the third quarter. They win by 10 points. Backdoor cover by the Lions. Okay, see, my heart completely wants to ride with that. I'm just saying, I watched this team last Sunday. They got nobody. They got nothing, if, man. If this, just call I mean, what it is. You know what? The the thing is, is like Craig Reynolds had a day against Denver. The, the, the problem is the Arizona Cardinals now have tape on this guy who no one knew who he was going into last Sunday. The Lions have nobody, man. And I it, that breaks my heart to say that. They got nobody. I sold my tickets. I will go on the record. I will not be there on Sunday, this coming Sunday, whatever. Ooh. I think 
I think the Cardinals, if the if the spread was like 15, I would probably take the Lions. The fact that yep. it's 12, like the Cardinals are going to win by at least 13. So I'll take the Cardinals to cover. I will take the over because I think that the Lions are still capable of scoring points by some fucking ass backwards, whatever. Whatever. I'll take nice, the Cardinals. Nice, and I will nice, take so, you. nice shoulder check for your mom there. Make sure she wasn't standing in the room when you dropped the F-bomb. Was that yeah. what that was? A little shoulder check? Well, the thing is, is my mom just springs into the room unexpectedly. It's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. I got, I got the Cardinals and I got the over. All right. Well, that's that. We'll get back on track with the picks at some point as far as the leaderboard. We'll have to update that. We'll see. Um, okay. So Lions on Sunday, if you're still, uh, if you get nothing going on, I want to watch that. Um, trifecta time as we are now approaching almost midnight here. What time is it? Yeah, it's 1140. It's 11. All right. So we'll make this quick. We will make this quick. Number one, what's your favorite Christmas carol? By the way, okay, the term carol kind of has a negative connotation. doesn't have to be a song you sing in church. Uh, It's just like your favorite Christmas song. I would I would I would think that by you bringing up church, I thought you would have said like a hymn. What's your favorite hymn? No, but carol. So so is it a Christmas song or is it a carol? Because. A carol is something that you can okay. sing at someone's door. Let's let's we can stay on carol because you can't sing you can't sing like uh uh was simply having a wonderful Christmas time at someone's door. You can't like that's yeah a, I don't know. So is Frosty the Snowman in that in that category? Yes. Yeah, that's a good carol. <laughs> okay, then Frosty the Snowman is my number one carol. I love you it. Can, you can go to someone's door and probably sing Frosty, Frosty the Snowman. The snowman. <laughs> yeah, it's Colin's favorite. Yeah, he doesn't know the words. Rabs, what's I don't your know any words? Any okay, I, I just... need. We need to talk this through. I'll tell. I gotta. I gotta look it up. Um, okay, actually. Um, I would say my favorite care. This is a we need to hash this out. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna spit out words that are in my brain. Josh Groban's Christmas album. He what? sings That's... "Oh Holy Night." He sings "Oh Holy Night," and he also sings "Silent Night." So I'm gonna take "Silent Night" as my Christmas carol because I feel like I can picture in my brain uh, one day being 45 years old in, okay. in a here's in the a problem 40,000 square foot house with my wife and kids and I open the door and there's 20 orphans on my front step singing silent night and it moves me to tears. I can picture that, but I did want to shout out Holy night by Josh Groban is probably Rabs. the best Christmas song ever. Rabs. You don't get to choose who sings the song. Cause the, fa- it doesn't the have to be orphans. Is, no, I'm no, just saying that it, in my mind, that's what no, I'm, I'm not that. saying even orphans. I'm saying you don't get to choose who sing. Like you don't get to say, Oh, Holy night by Josh Groban. It's no, the no, no, song no, 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 I know. I'm just saying the song Silent Night was my pick. I'm just saying I wanted to shout out Oh, Holy Night by Josh Groban. That's what I wanted to actually also fun fact by me just singing into the microphone just now. I just got a, a audio settings notification that said set up professional audio and audio settings. <laughs> so that was unprovoked. And I, I mean, that tells you something about what I just dropped there with that octave. Okay. Well, that's a good uh, segue into the pack. That's a good segue into the fact that uh, I don't have a mic. Yours. For this what's episode. yours, Trent? What's your uh, What's your song? Hark the Herald Angels Sing All Day. Mm-hmm. I'll move on. I'll move now on. Luckily, we... Maka is also a decent one. Shout Dude, out Clark Griswold. Okay. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie yet this year. I usually watch it 30 times between Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. Hey, so tell your there. boss you got to have a couple days for mental I health. Christmas counts as mental health. Yeah. 
True. I got like a hey after the after Tuesday's game, the Michigan State game. I got the, I'm I'm off till Monday. We got WWE coming to the building on Monday, twenty seventh. So I'll be there. Wow. All right. Okay. Second question is, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Chiefs beat the Chargers in overtime. Yep, just watched it. Got, got, after all that shit about Mahomes and fucking yeah. Keenan Allen, I've been dragging ass all game long. And lo and behold, Mahomes throws for 400 yards and three yeah. touchdowns, and Keenan Allen lit my ass up like a firework, and I'm well, fucked. So well, that, <laughs> That's how it goes, though. That's how it goes. You can't ever foresee that kind of stuff. You know what? Can I say something go before you it. go into it? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a fucking bum. He's a piece of shit. It was one of the worst all-time. I knew it when I drafted him. I'm like, you know what? It's I need another fault, running back. I know. I go, I need another running back. And he he's fucking awful. No one remembers anything he ever you? did. At, anything he ever did at Clemson. The Chiefs suck. You I hate LSU, you idiot. I mean, LSU. No one remembers anything he did at LSU or Clemson, yeah, whichever it. school he went to. I hate the Chiefs. I hate Patrick Mahomes. I hate Jackson Mahomes even more. And that's a... I get so mad that yeah, I played Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Nice back to when Rabs was like, I hate the Nets. I hope they lose in three. I've never seen I've never seen a running back like I have seen Clyde Edwards-Alaire get the ball so many times. And I've never seen him break more than a two-yard run, ever. Not once. For some guy who's supposed to be some speedster shifty back, he's awful. He's He is, he is on my blacklist of never will I ever draft Again, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and he is going to cost me a fantasy football championship this year. That's it. Go ahead, Trent. Okay. My my shit. next question is, after that game that we just watched, if you could have one of these quarterbacks for the next three years, three years, would you rather have Justin Herbert or Matthew Stafford on the Lions for the mm. next three years? Herbert, not close either. <laughs> Okay, well, Matthew Stafford might win MVP, so I just no, no he won't. He's Brady's Brady's gonna win MVP. Well, if, uh, Brady, okay, okay, but listen, dude, Stafford before last week was terrible for a month. Yeah, but dude, their numbers are the same. That's what these votes are. Uh, their, their numbers are the got, same. The right Brady's now. been better. Um, I, no, I understand. I'm just saying we have a month to play still, so who knows? I'm I'm just saying. Okay, Stafford or Herbert? Who do you want? Clyde Edwards Alaire. Herbert, not close. I right love now. Stafford. I, I think Stafford's great, and I think he's gonna be good for the next three years. Okay, Herbert Collins, is like I, I don't disagree with you. I want I want Herbert too. I just I want Herbert's generational. Holy night. Herbert's incredible. Like Herbert's incredible. All is calm. <laughs> Suck in my head. You got yes. an answer for us? Can we move on? You want to move on? My answer, my answer is probably Herbert because I actually think he's really good, like right now, and he's going to be unbelievable as the future goes on. Um, but, but Matthew yeah, Stafford no, is unbelievable love, right now. I love Stafford, but I, I just think that you know, I think that Justin Herbert is, you know, just given his mobility and you know, he's got that little X factor to him. He got the long hair. I think that that uh, he'd be able to do more with this Lions team than Stafford could at this point in his career. I don't, I don't know what more. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's fair. I, and look, we could do this debate like a million times, like bring all these different wrinkles and angles into it. So we won't do that. My last question is a stupid one. It is a cop out. It is holiday themed. It is, do you like the taste of gingerbread? 
Oh yeah, dude. Oh no. yes, I do. Gingerbread yeah. cookies and gingerbread houses are the most pointless things ever. You just don't get it. Sorry. Well, we're talking to a guy who doesn't like chocolate, so anything that Ryan Collins says should be taken with a grain of salt because you <laughs> have, you have it has no nothing experience. to do with gingerbread. You have no experience in the field of desserts or treats. So gingerbread. It's a great, great cookie to have. It's a great thing for your kids to do to decorate. You know, you bring a lady over, you make gingerbread houses, whatever happens after that happens, but you make the gingerbread house, you make the cookies, you frost them, you get the kids involved. It's great. And I, I, you know, there's something about a gingerbread when it's soft, like when they get hard, different story, but when they're nice and soft and you can bite into the middle of them and you break them and also gingy from Shrek, (laughs) <laughs> one, of the, one of the great one of the great auxiliary characters of all time in any movie gingy not the gumdrop buttons we all know the story <laughs> okay okay also also over the top gingerbread is an aphrodisiac is it really okay i'm done i'm done no i don't give a shit let's that's not a real thing i'm saying rabs per rabs it is because rabs said whatever happens what later the hell happens. was that no, I, I meant in the terms of like if you wanted to watch like a Christmas movie no, after and then I what suppose whatever happens on top of that or during what are you, that, what are you that, like that, planning that's a that's whole not you movie? Meant. No, actually, Collins, my mom so every now and then when before my mom will leave the house, she'll be like watching Hallmark movies in the afternoon. And sometimes I'll like sit down and like watch a piece of them. I actually think I could get into some of those. Like I like the Dude, sappy, I, can, like, I can make one. I know the plot to every single <laughs> Dude, one. They all end is, happy. They're all happy. No, no, no. Collins has broken that. the plot down before. I want to Collins, give us the plot. You said it before, but I, I want to hear it again. I said this before. It's literally girl from a big city comes home for the holidays. And like she's like this big workaholic, and like he's just always on her phone and stuff. And then she runs into the guy she used to date in high school, and they broke up because they had different dreams and stuff. And then she reminds him how great like it is to be home and with family. And then they get together at the end of the night, and it's like, uh-huh. and there's also like an auxiliary plot. Using your word again, Rabs. So, um, so you admit that the first time when you used no, my word. No, I just you, did that on purpose to piss you off. Um, no, that but feels you use a, and slip. They use, no. They slip. use They use an auxiliary plot where the mom is like some up to some hijinks. Yeah, she doesn't want to it to happen. Up. Oh, she does want it to happen. Yeah, she like wants them to set up and like she's at like some. Not the buttons. Friend. Not the gumdrop buttons. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's all I got. Okay, I'll tell you. Do you okay. know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? That's all You're I got. Drew Lane. Before we before we go down this rabbit hole, that's all I got. Also, mm-hmm. I was not proclaiming that gingerbread is factually a. Do you like word? gingerbread, Trent? No, fuck no. What? No, I don't. I don't like it. I don't. I just wanted your guys' temperature. What's this on I, the news right now? Man released from prison for 1984 World Series murder. Perhaps. What is that's that? A, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a local deal. You can't just say that on here because no one's gonna know what you're talking about. But I don't. But did he murder someone that was playing in the game? I don't know. I'll get back to us next week about. I'll that. figure it out. Hey, we should Jeez, ask Kurt, an asshole. Should, Big J journalism. We should ask Kurt Gibson about that. Like. I mean, wasn't that like okay, right, whatever? We'll get back to that. But all right, anything oh. else? Nope, that's it. One that it? 
All right. Well, that is it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Hey, submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show over on our social media pages. We are on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown. We are also on the Facebook. Just search up the Motown Rundown. We're right there for you. Uh, do not miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. Subscribe, follow us, give us five stars, say something nice, or don't say anything at all. It is the season of giving. Be a nice person out there. We have new episodes every single week. Thank you all for listening. We love you very much. We will see you next time.